on this episode of the AIE Podcast. We had picks and podcasts and panels. Oh my. Casual games. Board games. Not boring yeah. games. Oh jeez. And D&D. And Albus is here to, t- to help us wrap up the first AIE WinterCon. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 359 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Ioctas gaming community. The Die Has Been pod- Podcast. Really? Words are hard? Words are hard? <laughs> this is Tetsemi. Words are hard. To my left is Mewcow. Greetings, guildies. And to my right and upstairs is McCullough. Hey guys, there's a blueberry sour cream pie, a honey lemon seed lemon poppy seed cake, and gingerbread rice crispy treats in the con suite, which is what is now the Guild Kitchen for this weekend. Yummy. And this week, we are joined by special guest Albus, who is here to talk to us about AIE and the Winter Con 2021. Welcome, Albus. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I don't know how I'm supposed to follow up McCullough's here, but I'll just say hi. <laughs> don't. It, yeah. No one can really. Don't even try. All right. Yep, exactly. Yeah, okay. All right. So let's go around the room and see what everyone has been up to in game lately or out of game in McCullough's case. <laughs> uh, Albus, <laughs> what have you been, been up gaming. to it's been nice. in many, many operations in SOTOR? uh let's see i lead and help lead two different operations in uh teams in uh, star wars the old republic sunday nights and wednesday nights and uh so shout out to my team there yeah and uh sometimes fill in for some other teams but that's my standing thing very cool and are you guys, uh, I always forget the term, but are you like master mode, nightmare mode raiders, veteran mode raiders? Where where do you tend to raid? Uh, Wednesday night, pretty much uh, we cater to uh, anybody that's new mm-hmm. to uh, raiding. And uh, though we've had the same team for quite a while now, but uh, that's always been our focus. We, um, you know, just are there to hang out and have fun. Nice. And then Sunday night, we, um, you know, we still don't do hard mode stuff, uh, at least on a regular basis, but we do try a few things that are a little bit more difficult, but it's still mostly there to hang out and have fun. Awesome. Yeah. That's a good thing about having a nice raid team. That's been a while uh, together. A while is you get that, camaraderie of like okay well we're just gonna hang out have fun progress if we don't progress we'll come back next week hang out and have fun exactly yeah a good thing about liking the people you game with exactly 
Yeah. Speaking of liking the people you game with, McCullough, what have you been up to in the world of dice? Let's see. Um, Sunday in our game that we play with some of the furters, um, we actually defeated the big bad. Um, we're doing um, Yawning Portal, but what is, I'm trying to remember the name of the section we're doing. My brain escapes me. Soundless Citadel. Yep. So we defeated the druid. Um, we rescued, um, we rescued three of the four people we came to rescue, and now we need to figure out how to get them the antidote. Uh, so that was a good time. Um, pretty epic battle. If I, you know, we, uh, had some fun. It's really a good time telling, um, the ranger who's not the brightest character around to, um, please don't actually kill the dude. We need him alive. The chaotic neutral ranger yeah yep 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 my my, my beautiful dumb children um (laughs) uh but yeah no we we accomplished a lot of our our mission goals so that was great um we'll see how this wraps up this part of the story wraps up um and then a few weeks ago we were in playing call of cthulhu and my friend talia just happened to just kind of randomly say you know you know looking at our characters the next campaign we start, we're going to have to be married. And then Saturday we were doing a winter, like a, like a short little um, campaign with new characters and our DM's like, all right, we're done with this story. Um, I'm going to be traveling for work. So I'm not gonna be able to get back to the main story, but I was thinking I have a great star Wars idea. Um, so do you guys want to do that? And my friend Talia looked at me and goes, okay, just make sure you leave a spot on me for, you know, to be married to you. So, <laughs> um, so I am finally playing um, my former TIE fighter, former TIE pilot, um, Defector. <laughs> See? Abavan was right. You, you always you wanted to be a TIE pilot. Okay. I've had the character in my head for 20 years. <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. I literally have had this character in my head for 20 years. So I'm finally getting to play her. Um, She actually uh, defected at the Battle of Endor. Uh, She was on on the Death Star. Um, She had not gone out for the uh, dogfight yet. Um, Her commanding officer told her, okay, I need you to get me off of the ship. Um, And she tried to save others and he wouldn't let her. So she was actually considering, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to disobey my officer? And this rebel commando group came in and this, you know, and they knifed him. And that's how she met her wife. <laughs> so she, she had a change of heart. She was already having a, you know, kind of already feeling like, oh, you know what? There, there's some there's some issues here. So, yeah. So and our and the game takes place um, nine uh, BBY. So five years after Endor. Um, so, yeah. And then let's see. We're so almost to hell. Is that in... to Mandalorian time? It, it's parallel. Same okay. same time. Yeah. yeah. We're in the same timeline. Or same same era, um, almost going to hell in um, Escape to Inverness. Um, so yeah, I think that is. Um, oh, and in Call of Cthulhu, we're um, investigating um, some mysterious disappearances at the Isle of Rum near Scotland. Um, and it Ooh. is currently spring of nineteen nine, and nothing is going to go wrong. No. No, no. Go and we just found like 
nothing can go wrong. It's spring. Yeah. In Ger- it, you know, springtime for Hitler in Germany. You know, it's spring <laughs> in, in, in Europe in 1939. Whatever could happen. And we did completely just- hold on to your sanity. Yeah. Right. Oh, God. No, 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 no. We just found three tomes. We just found three actual occultic tomes. Um, I lost six sanity reading the, reading it, um, which is good because, well, I mean, I have hell, literally, I was like in the 90s of my sanity. So, um, and I have a feeling I'm going to have to be the one that has to cast the ritual to undo these disappearances, which we now know we have an idea what it's for, um, because I also have the highest power, power rating in the group. So I have the most ability to lose some sanity, some permanent sanity. Gotcha. Very cool. So yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much my, my, my week, my, my two weeks in gaming. Yeah. Oh, one, one note about the D and D game. Uh, do you remember, was it, I forget, was it never, or was it Ben when we were setting up to f- start the battle? I was kind of like positioning us and there were walls with gaps in them. And I'm like, oh, we're just going to start, you know, picking off things through there. And somebody just said, are you line of sight pulling in D&D? Yes. <laughs> yes, I was. Yes. Once a tank, always a tank. And it was very effective. In fact, I think Except that's how we took then- out the paladin really fast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Well, we also, we had him flanked too. Yeah. We had, we had the paladin flanked. Um, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Good job. We had a good, it was a good job. It was a good battle. Very cool. All right. So, Mew, speaking of line of sight pulling, what have you been up to? <laughs> oh, all over the place. Um, <clears throat> I guess one of the more interesting things I tried, and, and I, I probably would rather do this with, with uh, AIE, honestly, is <laughs> I explored this crazy game called Rust. Ooh. And quick. Yeah, I quickly learned why you want to do that with friends and not just go out into the regular servers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, aside from just getting spawn camped constantly, it's actually a pretty interesting game. <laughs> um, um, you know, I ended up, you know, finally finding a server where I, you know, survived for at least five minutes. But, you, you know, you get to actually, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm sure many people have said it before. It's, it's, it's you know, adult Minecraft. It's, yeah. you know. You you start with a rock and a and a torch, and you use the rock to go out to punch wood, and then you use the wood to to punch you know stone, and yada yada yada. It's a very similar setup. It, it reminds me of taking Minecraft and Fallout and kind of smashing them together. Oh, okay. And that's that's pretty much what you get, yeah. But uh, that's definitely a a very. It, it's it's a game that like it would benefit from having a huge group of like-minded people. And the reason why I even stumbled across it is because I was watching another group of, you know, similarly minded people playing. Um they had uh it was uh what are they called? I think they're called offline TV. They're a big uh YouTube oh, okay. group. And and uh, their whole, th- the, uh, I think Rust had a couple of DLCs come out or mm-hmm. something or maybe uh, they may be old, I don't know. They look new to me. But um so they actually created a an RP server. So they're actually acting their characters in this Rust world as they build it and do all oh. kinds of crazy. Yeah, so that's that's why it was kind of fascinating to watch, just coming across the crazy people in this world. And uh, yeah, it's just like you know the the, uh, the the zookeeper and the park ranger, and you talk to them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, if you find any horses, bring them over. They make great meat and glue." It's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah, but, DP yeah, Roberts that, in the <clears throat> chat room, he says, Rust is too hard. It's been hours just trying to build a hut and got killed every 10 minutes or so. That's yeah, again, with yeah. Friends, it sounds like. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And it looks like you just have to you just have to you just set up a private server. And if it's anything like the old days of Steam, you know, mm-hmm. Counter Strike and the whatnot, you just throw up your own server and then let people connect, and right. there you go. So yeah, it's 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 intriguing. I might kind of poke around a bit more, and if I do, then you know I might try to see if there's any like-minded AIE types that that might want to poke at it. Because I also run a Minecraft server, um, but uh, you know, that one isn't quite as popular lately. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, I was I just going to say, I know uh, some do, uh, play plays Rust. Several people have mentioned that in there. Yeah, looks like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Minecraft has actually been kind of becoming up a, a bit more lately, too. There's um, a, a, a mod pack called Feed the Beast okay. that it takes my. It, the, the, the name makes no sense compared to what's going on. It just makes Minecraft a lot more in depth. Okay. And oh, gives okay. you a reason to go in and and as a group and do stuff like Minecraft. You can kind of solo and you'll, you're you're just fine. Feed the Beast it, like encourages you to go out because there's a lot more components to things. There's a lot more interesting tools you can make, and it's just very fascinating. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 leaning more towards that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, just bits of WoW here and there. I'm, I've kind of reached a plateau in the WoW story because yep. we. <laughs> yeah, we we've reached that that that. It's, I wouldn't. I guess it was a, it's a lull because it's the end of the covenant stories. Yeah, and it, it's a story. All of them end at the same time. We're in the, I need to maintain and advance my covenant, but that's not really interesting because you don't get the story advancement <laughs> every week, like you do with the um, the covenant storyline. Yeah, it's just the two things now. It's just those two, those two, those two, those two. So I've I've finished two covenants out of the four. So I need to get two more characters leveled up to sixty so I can do the last two covenants, and then I'm essentially done with the story. Yeah. Um. So it's you know, and and you know that if we don't keep up with the renown, they're going to be like, oh, by the way, if you don't have level fifty renown, then you're going to miss out on this thing we've just launched. Yeah. So it just that's that's and you know concern. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, hopefully, if that is the case, they'll put some kind of a catch-up kind of... I mean, they already have the catch-up kind of built in, right? Like, if, if you bring a new character to 60, yeah. they put the renown points in practically everything you do. Yeah. So, it's... I'm not that worried about getting behind. It's, you know, so... It's honestly, it might be a good time to take a break and, you know, just kind of do the maintenance. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. look at some other stuff. Uh, because Star I, Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's 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 always been kind of my third game, and the, the problem is, is that WoW and Final Fantasy fourteen are always so in, encompassing that I have to wait for them both to be on maintenance mode for me to have time to poke at Swotor. Uh, yeah, and doesn't uh, Final Fantasy fourteen have an announcement coming up next month? The, uh, on the fifth, I think February fifth. Yeah. Um, they're they're supposed to make the it's it's essentially they're taking place of what would have been the fan fest. Got so they're going to uh, likely tell us what the new expansion is going to be. And in the past, they would split split it up into three chunks. They'd have the Europe, the the US, and the Japan chunk. So they might just smush it all together and say, "Here you go. Here's what's coming." <laughs> Here's everything. Yeah. Yep. But cool. I mean, in in that, I don't know if it's in our, our notes, but uh, Final Fantasy XIV housing, um, uh, the they finally uh, turned the auto demolition on. So right oh, now is when freed up everything. <clears throat> 
Yes. So everyone that, that essentially left their houses alone, all those demolishes are, are happening or have happened. So now the, the 24-hour window of when it randomly decides, oh, you can buy this house, is now popping up. Gotcha. So, so yeah, there's something that to keep an eye on. That explain why people were asking about how much skill you can make on map night because they were seeing mm-hmm. homes go for about half a million gill. Okay, now that makes sense. Well, half a million is an apartment, I think. Yeah. Like a small, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. This, that's that's why that, and of course, the, the crafting thing still going on. Everyone's trying to do their best to be at the top of that leaderboard for the crafting for. Uh, um, oh, geez, what's it called? Not Heaven's Word. The the name of the crafting zone where we're trying to rebuild uh, everything. Yeah, I know. I can't think of it. It's. Off the top. There's too many other names in my head right now. So, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Essentially, everyone's on a mad dash to to craft as much as they can because it's this fun thing where right before the the timer ends, that you can just submit all your stuff at once. So you don't know who's really going to be at the top because everyone's doing oh, the same wow. thing. You just, yeah, they're just kind of sh- slamming it all in there because you can pre-craft everything as as long as you still have bag space, and then just start slamming it in there at the end to see who gets first. So, yeah, it's going to be a mad dash for sure. Cool. That's that's probably about it for me. All right. And I've actually, kind of similar to you with WoW, I've finished Ardenweld, Bastion, and Maldrax's storylines in the Covenant. So those, my main is in Maldraxxus, so that one's the most advanced Covenant as far as it is. I've got the Abomination Factory to the second level, so now I have seven abominations that I do quests with weekly. Um, and I guess there's another five that I still have to do as we uncover more of the factory. Um, so I've been working on that. Um, and then trying to get the fourth anima conductor, um, so that I can start throwing all those grateful gifts. I've been stacking up at the, um, random, legendary crafting recipe thing and try and get the, um, the one for my arms warrior. Cause I really didn't want to run, um, the third wing of LFR. Those, what they chose for the third wing of LFR looks brutal. Yeah. Uh, cause it was the, the bat that's heavy coordination. It's stone fist. That's huge coordination. And it's the ninth boss, which again is even more coordination. So like, Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but in raid team news, we did get um, hungering devourer down on our first attempt, uh, first night working on them, and then got Sun King Citadel down sixty up to about sixty percent, or healed about forty percent. However, you want to look <coughs> at it, since it's a healing encounter, we got to yep. phase two the first time on our best attempt, um, and then had to start dealing with the shade, and everything went sideways. But so um, that's that's been a lot of fun. Uh, I have my Volpira, who's going into the Venthyr at fifty five and like nine tenths. Uh, almost 56. Um, and I think she has three or four renown already saved up. So hopefully once I get her in, hit the ground running and do that. But that is what I have been up to. So let's get into the AIE winter con. I am going to use the news bumper because I didn't have another news bumper. So 
Bear with us. AIE News. Well, actually, let's go ahead and talk about a. Sorry. No, no. (laughs) But we will. Oh, yeah, I guess because it is all about the news. You're right. Yes. Yes. Some news, not much news. Nope. Over to you, Mew. So, in Swotor Escape podcast news, we have episode 367, our new Lucasfilm Games Overlords. Uh, Lucasfilm Games has returned to curate Star Wars games moving forward, and exclusivity is coming to an end with EA. From what I've heard, they're already working on the new games, but they just can't publish it until that little thing uh, times out. Yep. Then... Over in Escape Podcast 368, AIE Con Winter 2021. Sounds familiar. Uh, this is a special show where we combine shows with Nick and Marcus of the working class nerds to talk about our gaming community con live along with a solid dose of Swartor chat. So oh. And speaking of working class nerds, episode 94, Escape Podcast Mashup, AIE Con 2021. Uh, Marcus and Nick team up with the Escape Podcast. Max and Sima discuss SOTOR and all things AIECON 2021. And in the Star Trek Online Fleet Action Report, there's not a new episode, but you can find their previous episodes by looking up Fleet Action Report on YouTube. There's also a link in the show notes. All right. And if everything goes well, we find where I want to be here. So it's a pity we couldn't have had something about the con in, in the STO section because the new country said con! Exactly. <laughs> All right. And then we're going to go big screen. There we go. Perfect. And now none of the names make sense, but that's okay because there we go. All right. Works for me. Tiny All on right. the side. What's that? We're tiny on the side. I know. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of cool. So we are going to highlight the AIE WinterCon 2021 as we are doing the wrap-up. So you go to the schedule so everyone can see that. Maybe. Where did the schedule? Oh. Okay. Ah, there we go. Uh, I- I have a bone to pick about with the, t- the time zones that stuff listed in there. <laughs> oh, trust me. We had a couple people miss things because they were looking at the central instead of the eastern time zone. So, Max. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. All right. So, this was the uh, event track that, and we're going to go over uh, quite a few of these, but I just wanted to give everyone a look at the schedule. We had the Guild Town Hall, we had the podcast live that we just mentioned. Uh, we had uh, the board game and indie game panel, which we'll get to. Uh, we're doing the live thing right now. And then we had a bunch of open sessions with the casual games, the board games, and some D&D. All right. So, panels and podcasts, as we mentioned, AIE podcast, Working Class Nerds, and the Star Wars Escape podcast were combined and what do we call it? We called it the Working Class Escape Podcast Nerds. Yes. <laughs> I think it's just like a really, really killer crossover episode. Yeah. I'm interested to see the what leads into the crossing both sides and then what happens after each one, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. That way it kind of gets you hooked on it gets you hooked on both. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
I just want to know, is it the same podcast on both streams or is it two different podcasts? It looked like it. It looked like it to me. I think they just <laughs> you just changed the wording. It looks like it's the same one. All right. All right. Fine. So that that was uh, looks like a lot of fun. Max, Marcus, Nick, and Seema were all on there talking about SOTOR and talking about the, the kickoff of the WinterCon. All right. And then we switch to the board game panel. And Albus, you organized this. So why don't you tell us, uh, one, what the panel was about, and two, how did you get these people on? Because these look like some very interesting names from uh, the board game industry. Well, uh, so years ago, I kind of had been toying with the idea of doing a board game con here locally or something. So I'd just kind of written down some notes about, you know, what would I want to do and that kind of stuff and tucked it away for, you know, as an idea that never came to fruition. Right. But, uh, then I heard about this and, uh, so I pulled that out and just kind of looked at that, um, to see what could I do, um, for a virtual con. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then kind of came up with this. So, uh, the list there, David Gregg, designer of Nightfall, he's Nightfall is one of my favorite games, and I interacted with him a little bit on Board Game Geek, not not a whole lot, but uh, he was always seen friendly and open uh, to talking with people. So I just kind of reached out to him and, uh, said, would you be willing to, to do it? And he said, yes. Um, Dustin stats, uh, Vela is someone that Max put me in touch with as a potential, somebody to help me out. And, uh, Vela actually works with Dustin. Uh, and so he kind of put me in touch there and reached out. And again, he was, uh, super willing to, join us and then joe ellis um with plaid hat again it's just kind of a fan thing i'm a big fan of plaid hat games um actually started a fan discord server and stuff and invited them to join and some of them did join and uh i had playtested for them a little bit and just kind of interacted with them slightly uh the past couple of years and so again, just kind of randomly, hey, what's the worst, right? They can tell me no, and Play. I'll just move on. And the panel doesn't happen or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, but just everything fell in, and everybody said yes, and I was just like amazed because I was, like I told Max, I was like, this board game panel would be a good panel for a board game con. Yeah, you know? this that looks like a uh, yeah a panel at an actual physical con. Exactly. So um, I was just grateful for those guys all being willing to jump in, and uh, so yeah, that's how it all fell together. That's awesome. And we actually had another one um, that we had reached out to, but uh, <laughs> he was the only one, uh, and he didn't say no. He just uh, he didn't think his time was going to work. So uh-huh. if he could do it, it was going to be a last minute thing, and it didn't work gotcha. out. So yeah, that makes sense. Well, maybe you know, maybe next time. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, one, one of the things I learned from my time in, in board gaming my, myself is that all of these companies are just normal people like you and me, and that you know they actually are waiting for you to ask them to do stuff. Like most of these <laughs> companies, you can ask them, say, hey, can I have some games for my my own con? And they will gladly give it to you because that, that's just the kind of people the board gaming industry are. Yeah, um, I'm seeing that too. I mean, I haven't interacted with them on this level, you know, I'm just coming at it from a fan level, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, they were very generous. So what was the, what did the panel let, cover? What did they like to talk about on the panel? Let me just interject. Speaking of generosity, mm-hmm. this guy that we're looking at board game, um, board gaming with education, he actually offered us a 10% discount on his website. Uh, nice. so I'll plug that real quick. Yes, please. <laughs> So that link is in our uh, con channel. So, oh, perfect. We'll grab that. And make sure that people know about that. That's great. Cool. All right. Let's see. And then I'm sorry, you asked me a question, and I didn't. Even I, I did. So, what did, what was the the main topic that they were covering during the the panel, or was it just a variety of talks about board games? Uh, I had, I just came up with a variety of things. Um, I, uh, talked about, I kind of started with how has COVID, um, impacted them, you know, because I knew that no matter what questions I asked, everything was going to be like, well, a year ago, it would have said (laughs) this, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh Well, I'm sure having cons to go to and have the games demoed and stuff like that, it's kind of rough on them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Because that's where, like, as a designer, you know, David kind of talked about that was, you know, there's no cons going in on for him to go make those uh, relationships, really, you know, for him to be able to show a producer or a publishing company his games, you know. Yeah. There's no elevator pitches. (laughs) There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. One thing cool, too, about this was... um, um, I was proud of that we had different flavors. We're coming at it from three different angles, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got just a pure designer that's almost like contract labor, you know. Right. That he sells his design to a company. Okay. And then we've got a guy that works for a company full time or whatever that, right. you know, their job was to produce produce games. And then we've got somebody that's coming at it from like a content angle and uh and he's kind of recently um you know trying to build up the business side of it but his start was the content uh side of things so right it was interesting to have three different perspectives there very cool very cool i'm gonna do one thing real quick and do that, 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 and that. All right, there we go. A little more room on the stream. All right, so, and then Marcus. Marcus had the indie game dev panel, and he looks like he had Nick Arafino on from Backtrain Games. So, now I did not get a sit on, on this one, but it's definitely one I think. Yes, Max has that as one of the videos that's up on the AIE 
um, channel right now up on YouTube. We've got uh, the opening town hall, the board game industry panel that we just mentioned, uh, the one Marcus did with the indie games dev panel, and the first D&D Goblin Adventure are all up there. So, Yeah, this was interesting. Uh, I didn't I had nothing to do with organizing this, but I did watch it, and it was pretty interesting where it's a guy that uh, Marcus had met at PAX, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and kind of, again, it's that generosity thing of these, he's just a real guy, you know? Yeah. And uh, they kind of interacted and uh have kept in touch uh, over the past two years or however long it's been and uh, really talked about kind of that process of development and the growth of, you know, how things progress or whatever. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Max said uh, Nick's a designer of a very cool mobile platformer game. If people are wondering what, what the game they were talking about is. So, Hey, awesome. awesome. Yep. All right. And then we had the casual digital games. And I think I, I overheard some of this. This was the, <laughs> yeah, the Kenny in casual games. That. Yeah, that's obviously Jackbox right here among us up here. Uh I sat in a few uh, sat in on a few of these. These were awesome. Let's see. Oh yeah, yeah right here. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Stu, uh, Stu didn't look like he did so well on on that one. <laughs> I think he got ganged up on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let's see. We also had. Oh yeah, so this is the Greeks invented democracy, but few know they also invented. I think this was one of the games, if I remember correctly. This was uh, basically you fill in the blank, and then people vote on. Yeah, which which exactly. one is the favorite, and then you advance on. It's kind of like a, um, uh, know, yeah, like it's, a it's yeah, basically it's yeah, it's um like a March Madness type of. Thank you. Thing. That's what I was trying to think. Yes. Of. Yeah. Sorry. March Madness. Sorry. Mad Libs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. March yeah. Mad Libs. Exactly. Sorry, so. I talk with my hands for those that's um that are not watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, and then here's one of Kinney's. Jackbox games, and these were so fun. Oh, I love that's one of my favorites. Yeah, especially because you get to the uh, you get to the end, and it's a it's a you know basically you have to survive, and if you get the answer wrong, they take you down, and you basically then it's whoever gets the the next answer right stays alive. If not, they they the game kills you off, and then at the end, whoever's last has to make it to the exit, but everyone else who's dead now can chase you down if they get the, the lightning round trivia better than you. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's, par- it, was it's it a murder, murder party? party right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's a Jackbox game. It is a blast, and it's one of those... I love playing it with people that I know yes. because we just get all so snatchy at each other. <laughs> And and you can also fill in, you know, like, oh, this is going to set someone off. So, you know, yeah. you get voted on or that sort of thing. So, yep. definitely. Yeah, you definitely want to do customized answers. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, exactly. That's why I was saying Stu was getting pulled, picked on because I think uh, there were several custom answers for 
directed towards him. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And a shocking um, turn of like events on this one. Kenny's dead, and there's Gusty and Seema <laughs> waiting. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens. Kenny no. never dies. <laughs> nope. All right, and then into the <laughs> the board game section. Um, and I Dude, think we what is two... Arcana Rising? Because I think I need that. Yeah. Well, the Forgotten Waters looked really interesting. So, Albus, do you have a little uh, about Forgotten Waters, what it was, and how many players you were dealing with? Sure. It's a game that plays up to seven. And uh, I chose that one because they actually developed a web uh, app to help people play remotely. Oh, nice. Um, it came out kind of, yeah, it came out kind of at the beginning of all this uh, pandemic stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that was something they developed pretty quickly, actually, um, after its release. Um, so I was sharing my screen in Tabletop Simulator to be mm-hmm. able to show people the map or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, and then everybody. And then everybody else is using the web app to actually, you know, place their workers, you know, where they, what action they wanted to take, that kind of stuff. So kind of like Roll20 for board games. uh, Sort of, yeah. I mean, it's very simple, but. Yeah. um, And it's customized for this game. Gotcha. So. Yep. And so what's the the goal of the game? Oh, to have fun. (laughs) <laughs> all right then yeah well, that's the goal uh, most games it's uh it's very light on the strategy part um mm-hmm. so you know you're all pirates and you're on a ship together and you're uh you kind of have there's uh i think six scenarios that it comes with and uh each scenario lasts takes about four hours to play through the whole thing so for the game sessions, my goal was to just play half a scenario. There's a clear halfway mark that the game lets you know. So I was just kind of like showing the game to people. Gotcha. Um, but you collect treasure along the way. You can, uh, you know, be a little selfish, piratey, you know, if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's... St- it's heavy on story. So there's a lot of story events that happen along the way. Uh, you fill in kind of some words and it'll use uh, Mad Lib style, um, kind of build, use those words to tell your story. And that can be kind of fun sometimes. And uh, you fight other pirates, you fight sea monsters. Um, you explore islands. It's uh, there's all kinds of things that can happen. It's just a lot of fun. And DP Roberts says the goal is to keep Marcus from getting control of the ship. <laughs> yes, that's the number one goal. He'll head you straight for the uh, for the bad guys. <laughs> and what and what about Arcana Rising? Because looks like something that McCullough would be very interested in. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a um, that was something that Vela uh, was running, and uh, so I did sit in and, and join that uh, game today and learned it. But it's a uh, 
card drafting game. And so you're selecting a card and trying to build up this uh, engine that's going to produce more. Uh, you know, you can see the little cubes there on the picture. Right. Those are those are like, uh, you know, magic points or whatever. And in the end, that's uh, what's going to score you the points. So you're trying to produce those. And so you select a card and you pass them to the next player and then look at the new set and you're selecting one from that and passing it to the next player. Gotcha. It was fun. Very cool. All right. Bella was able to uh, show us this and it's not even out yet. So great. uh, Okay. Keep an eye on it at our uh, local gaming store. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just going to go back a little bit because uh, we called out Kenny, but we also did want to thank Pell and we did want to thank Stu for doing the, the casual games. So just want to make sure that we called them out on voice in case anyone wasn't watching the video. Um, all right. And thanks to Albus for getting this together. This is awesome. My pleasure. Yeah, that, looks, that looks fun. Quartermaster, enemy track, first mate. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Boatsman, look out, Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And if Corley's listening, I did say Boatsman. <laughs> awesome. He's a ex-Navy, retired Navy, and uh, he corrected oh, no. me when I was pronouncing it as a Boatswain. So. Boatswain, yeah, I was going to say. Oh, good. We've got Corley trigger words. Yeah, get that boat swing <laughs> over here. It, it's it's okay, Corley. We're, we're not going to file that away for later. I promise. Yeah, I promise. <laughs> no. One second. Let me let me add that note to the file on Corley. Exactly. <laughs> Hold on. I'm changing my character's name. <laughs> <laughs> he was polite about it, but uh, you know, he was educating I, me. I I understand. I have the same problem with the basketball team from Boston. So. Yeah. Exactly. It's pronounced wrong. Yeah. They're not the Boston Celtics. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Very cool. All right. And it's, so this is the um, the screen share you were doing? Yeah. So that's Tabletop Simulator that I was sharing on my screen. So you can see kind of the playboard there in the middle with the big boat and the colored actions there. Mm-hmm. And then on the left is like the map. So you can see our ship at the very top in a small tile of a, the enemy ship that's chasing us uh, kind of in the middle right there. Gotcha. Very cool. All right. And it looks like Villazarius. This is the uh, Arcana Rising. Oh, yeah. Yep. And there's your name right there. You did. This is the one you sat in on. And so was this... Um, Again, with the virtual tabletop specific to this game that they were trying out, or how did that work? Yes, this is a tabletop simulator as well. And so they had uh, Gray Fox Games actually um, had a guy um, program some scripting and stuff for this one. So it was very uh, slick. Yeah. And you didn't have to do as much manually and that like you would for those that aren't familiar with tabletop simulators very kind of sandboxy you know so 
you might have the cards there, but you have to pick them up and move them where they're supposed to go. And it's not checking any rules or anything like that. Right. So, uh, Gray Fox has actually hired someone to script some things to kind of make that a little easier for us. And it was really very well done. Very nice. It really is fascinating how the industry is kind of finding the workarounds for this very, very weird timeline Mm -hmm. because stuff like this really does kind of help us all stay connected. Yeah. It gives us that kind of that sense of we're socializing. We're just socializing safely. Yeah. (laughs) Or or we're socializing with people two states over or, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, the first few weeks of of the pandemic, Roll20 kept crashing. Yeah, yeah. Everyone everybody was, hitting it. was using it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like no, yeah. no. This is our slot. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. And, and the the next thing I'm looking forward to is when they actually start incorporating a bit of VR with these things, so it yeah. can feel more like we're sitting next to each other. Yeah. So so once they get you know the things like board game simulator all all nicely set up for all these individual games, then figuring out how to get it into the virtual world, so you can yeah. actually be picking up something and moving it and other fun stuff like that and because I've I've been in a bit of VR too that I want to dig more into. They have things like virtual movie theaters where right. if you're in there with other VR people, they're sitting next to you and you hear them next to you as you look around. So yeah. that's that's the next step. Wow. I would say maybe like another five years, AIE WinterCon could be in VR. You know, and then that would be right. kind of crazy. Yeah, cool, be awesome, very cool. Oh, here's another shot of it. So this was, this looks like it was from Vila, um, See, they even point have some, of view. They even have the, the furniture in the background. Yeah. And... I mean, it's all set up for that. All you need is the, the body and the, you know, person right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, now you just have their, pull the chair uh, out a little bit. icon there. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I could see that being. Yeah. Very that cool. would be pretty oh, awesome. Um, Somebody get on that. DP <laughs> Roberts would like to advise us that's actually spelled V R. Thank you. Yes. All right. Yes. Exactly. Yes, he was in my one of my forgotten water sessions, so you know. <laughs> carry over from that. Yes. All right. And we're gonna wrap up with the D and D sessions. And we had three people that volunteered to DM a bunch of noobs and experienced players through. So Bach was doing this is the uh the goblin adventure where everyone was a goblin and if i remember correctly they basically the idea was to survive um to to def- if i remember correctly it's to defend this fort and uh and uh survive so that was fun and to answer Gusty, yeah, the the lovely table was Arcana Rising with the tabletop simulator. Uh, so it looks like we had Bach DMing with Ducks, uh, Mizik, Sipnana, and Lotwalk on this one. And then, oh, this is Mog Merch, Dragon Inheritor. Oh, that's cool. Would they find bag of buff slugs real quick? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome. 
And this, the D&D Goblin Adventure 1, is up on the the video channel already, and there'll be another one up there. Um, this is another box session. He did three different ones, so he was oh. knocking through the sessions. And again, you can see the characters are goblins here. So this was the whole, um, the Goblin Simulator. Um, <laughs> D.P. Roberts says the horse and the dogs were the scariest thing in the whole fight. That's awesome. And then Cadaveri did uh, did one here. There's Lucy, Seema, Dark Sting, Sky, Maylung was all were all in this one. Make sure I didn't forget anyone. So thanks to Cadaveri nice to for doing that. see people making their nice to see the people making their death saves. Yep, <laughs> very important. And then Duskmere also did another one. It looks like Gusty made it into this one with uh, Invalidson and Mammoth and SJ. Hey, hugs to SJ. <clears throat> All right. Duskmere and Gusty were in uh, one of my uh, Forgotten Water sessions. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to say, Duskmere's pirate is like amazing. <laughs> he was. Uh, just incredible. And Gusty's was pretty good, too. That's um, awesome. Duskmare had guest voice actors being zombies. Oh, that's great. And Duskmare is Gusty's son. Amazing voice talent. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, love that. Yeah. yeah, I told him he needed to be a voice actor, and he said he <laughs> was uh, actually working towards that. So, hey. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to see the streams on those. All right. I was gonna say nowadays, even the vo- even the professional voice actors are recording at home, so everyone's yeah, on a level exactly. playing field right now. Exactly. Well, and that's one cool thing about uh, Forgotten Waters; it actually has an app where that has um, you know story elements, so you're it's voice acted. And uh, so I was flipping back and forth to share that with the group, but man, I mean, <laughs> he could have done it. Or, it just read it himself, you know. We didn't need the the profession, the uh, the guest know, actors. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And once again, just a big shout out to Bach, Cadaveri, and Duskmere for doing for DMing those sessions, and putting themselves Excellent. out yeah, there to yeah. lead a bunch of experienced players and some players that had not played at all. So that's awesome. All right. I, I, I just get... wonder how many how many old old players you had saying, but in previous editions, <laughs> we're not doing that. No, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I want to play that drink. No, I should never play that drinking game during a D and D game. No, yeah, no. All right, and now we're going to get to some pictures that people took during the AIE con, and since it was virtual, we thank Gusty for this idea. It was a great idea. <laughs> Corley, how did his Revan mask picture get in there? Hmm. I wonder, blame Max. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we had some what I, had yeah. con dress up. We have the the AIE, uh, you know, the Horde and the Alliance with the AIE symbol or the people's the Horde personal swag. There. Yep, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, and this is definitely a shout out to Gusty for the idea, and and she kept it running all weekend. It was great. 
In fact, some of the screenshots we used earlier in the slides were from people posting what was happening in the games, and then Max grabbed them. So this is great. Yep, I'm, I'm loving. So yeah, so um, definitely, uh, if you're listening to the show, go through and watch the presentation yeah. um, because there are just pictures of people cosplaying at cons and um, experiences at cons, um, which you know. Which is pets. half the fun. Yep. And, and and pets, of course. So this is Gusty's cosplay as this one right here. Sorry. Just want to make sure I'm on the right slide, Gusty, with the big syringe. If I'm on the right slide, then that's her yeah. cosplay's recovery yeah, girl that's... in My Hero Academia. Yeah. We'll have to show that to the Hordling. Yep. She loves My Hero Academia. Perfect. It's a very important character. Cool. And then we have somebody dressed as the pirate. You guys have some nice swag. I'm like, I gotta say, I, I, you know, <laughs> you geeks have some really good con goodies. Yeah, exactly. All right. And more swag. One of these, I'm going to have to get, you know, we're going to have to get some LED lights for our shelves and stuff. So that's awesome. Great. It's a great idea. Oh, and this was also Gusty for Forgotten Waters, Left Shark Lizzie, and that's her parrot. So that's also Gusty. Oh, neat. All right, so Gusty, I got to say, as somebody that has been known to show up in game to cost in costume, I appreciate the commitment. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And this is Corley's Collectibles. So... Yeah. Awesome. All his Star Wars stuff. I just want to know how long the LED lighting took to put together on that, or do you have little uh, puck lights under those shelves? Because <laughs> I know hanging the LED lights in, in my daughter's room was a lot of work. So, <laughs> Just LED strips. Okay, yeah, same thing. And you can see, you know, he's up here trying to grab all the lightsabers. <laughs> That's great, Corley. That's awesome. Is that a signed copy of the Old Republic? Looks like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Malgus up there. <clears throat> That's great. That's awesome, Corley. Thank you for sharing that. We'll get some more cosplay from events when we were allowed to be in the real world <laughs> doc ock somebody passed head, head crab head crab yep it's corley with the head crab yeah that's very corley. nice yeah that doc the doc ock is brilliant and i do say that the parking garage at a con is actually one of the best places to um show off your cosplay or have lightsaber fights yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> Oh, that's Cadaveri's Doc Ock. Oh, Cadaveri. Okay, awesome. Nice job. Okay, cool. That's great. Much, re much respect. Uh, that Doc Ock, by the way, is uh, one of Tet's three favorite Marvel doctors. Exactly. All right. That's uh, Gusty and uh, her son. Duskmire? Hey. Yeah, Duskmire. Yep. Oh, awesome. 
a really nice job. Yeah. Right, I, I, I'm putting I'm putting now on my on my um my bucket list to do a con with Gusty for uh, stuff I want to <laughs> do. We go. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, no. Oh, um, so this one right here with her the son sword is your high school. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Our our great. daughter actually for her senior pictures, um, she wore a um Kingdom Hearts shirt, and yeah. she was um actually one of her own, own original characters for her senior pictures. Yeah. Very cool. All right, and then we have some of the in-game shots. We got the we've got Wow up here. We've got Sotor in the the middle. Another Wow shot here. Oh, we got the, with the parasol STO. Yep. Well, and this has to actually be, anyone can get that parasol. Yeah, it's a collectible. This is um. Oh, what's the new game? My brain just slipped away. Uh, Dual universe. Dual universe. Yeah, I believe that's dual universe. Think we'll have to see if Max confirmed. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, and for anyone that doesn't play Maldraxxus and WoW, you're missing out with the abominations. They're they're just a hoot. They really are. That's my next one. Yeah, I'm gonna have a monk going through them soon. Yeah. Awesome. And the pets. Those don't look like wow pets to me. <laughs> no, no. How do you name those? Wow. Dual Goldies. That's a lot of energy right there, I'm sure. And a lot of fur. Yeah, exactly. A lot of grooming. Yep. And we were right. That was Cadaverian Dual Universe. So, yeah. Look at this little. Oh, the Goldies are, your, are, are yours, Marcus? He's the only one that can keep up with them. <laughs> right? Yeah, Luke and Bell. Okay. Those are awesome. Beautiful. Oh, and, and, we have Sam, and we and we and and we do have you know Mew showing off his beautiful boys, Sam and Dean. Yep. yep. Quietly napping behind me. Awesome. All right. And sincere thanks to everyone who helped organize run attend making the first ever con a huge success. And a big shout out behind the scenes, Max. You did an amazing job hoarding the hoarding the cats, uh, <laughs> hurting the cats, hurting the cats, cracking well, the hoard. He hoarded them too, but you know, and Albus, huh? you as well, getting this all organized and getting everything together. So this was amazing. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Uh, from what I overheard from Ted's computer, it all looked great. Um, so when's the next one? Just kidding. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. we have winter cons, so that means I'm expecting a spring con, a summer con, a fall con. <laughs> Careful, Mew, they'll put you in charge of it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, never mind. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm I sure Max, yeah. Max. I was just going to say, I'm sure Max did a lot more than I did, so all I did was just help with the war game stuff. So, well, yeah, no, Max does all the deserve a lot of credit. All right, Mr. Central Time. Good job. <laughs> He's hey, taking names down now. with that. <laughs> maybe we'll just do it every six months. Maybe, maybe, it, we'll a, maybe we'll do a winter and a summer con. 
There we go. Because no one wants to go out in the summer anyway. Well, at least that, no mind. That's well, just here. at least here. here. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yes. And, and, there, and there was a lot of officers and a lot of non-officers behind the scenes to help organize this, as Max says in the chat room. There were really good. And Gustia said there are people that are interested about ongoing D&D sessions, so please keep your eyes and ears on Discord. We may be setting up some reoccurring D&D sessions in AIE. And uh, Max wanted to give a big shout out to uh, to Lucy and Seema for yes. their integral part in all of this. Yep. Yeah. It was Let me say Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I appreciate uh, Marcus and Lucy and Mal and Corley. Um, I'm probably leaving somebody out, but they helped me play test a couple of times to kind of get it all smooth and prep for it. So shout out to you guys. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, definitely. It was awesome. All right. I'm going to drop that. And put us back on the screen so we can say goodbye. There we go. Hey, everyone's labeled again. All right. Well, that is going to be our show and the end of the con tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank Albus for joining us. Thank you very much for your part in this again. This was great. This was so nice to have you on and, uh, be able to wrap all this up. Thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Yep. And if you have questions or comments about our show, you can email us at podcasts at AIE-Guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. I am at the MuCow. Makala is at Cyberwave. And Tetsemi is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, which is at aie-guild.org slash podcast-live-stream. And our Discord server for chat is at aie-guild.info slash Discord. And for past episodes, you can see them on our YouTube channel, which is youtube slash c slash the AIE podcast. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul on Twitter or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. And now it's time to play all the great AE segments we received this week. Actually, we didn't. But if you want to stretch your creative muscles, feel free to submit one to us. We're always, we always love having guildly submitted content. Mm. I just Absolutely. an idea popped up. If anyone... If anyone wants to send us little summaries of maybe their D&D adventures and a yes. little nice 90-second blurb so that we can hear what's going on with all of these AIE D&D sessions that are popping up. I would love to hear all that because, you know, always down for D&D chat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. And next time, we're going to be talking to the Dan Kenya falling off cliffs and leading people astray in games in... Elder Scrolls Online. So until then, AIE, this is Tetsemi. This is Mukau. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE Podcast and WinterCon 2021.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.